I'm Gavin Scott, your host. Welcome to the Stay Outstanding podcast, the show that shares wisdom and gifts knowledge, motivates you to be your authentic self, influences you to fulfill your true potential, encourages you to take action, and inspires you to step into your greatness. Welcome everybody. Today's guest is Clarissa Burt, a internationally esteemed author um, of the esteemed regime. Um, how are you doing? Doing really well. It's a beautiful morning here in um, Phoenix, Arizona, and it's starting to warm up. I mean, we're only in March here and it's just, you know, we're already kind of like in bathing suit weather, but that's what happens when you live in the desert. <laughs> Not so bad in the winter, but it's hell in the summer, I will tell you that. Talking about the desert, we haven't had our, uh, our spring rains. They're about eight weeks late and they've just come. And oh. today they've just dumped a whole lot of Sahara oh. sand. Oh, oh so I know what it's yeah. like living in a desert. Oh, that means a car wash. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, car wash. <laughs> so um, let's go straight in. The biggest uh, talking point is your book. What yeah. was the, uh, I guess, the motivation? Yeah. Um, the impetus comes from from watching women as I was growing up. Uh, you know, I started at home with mom and mom was a beautiful, beautiful woman. And she uh, just picture taken and she always felt that she was overweight. And she, you know, oh, don't take my picture. I look horrible in pictures. Well, she didn't. Then my grandmother decided one day she needed to lose weight. She was gorgeous. She didn't need to lose weight, but she decided to take two diet pills. And then that means she, and she choked. And it perforated her esophagus, and she spent the next six weeks in the hospital. And I went, well, that was kind of silly. And then I started working around the world as a model, and I was, you know, really lucky to be working with the really the top one percent of supermodels around the world. And these women were really gorgeous women, but they, they, a lot of them, again, not all, but a lot of them, I would look at and and, and I'd say, well. You know, they're either doing, you know, they're doing drugs or in toxic relationships or they're cutting or they're, you know, they're bulimic or anorexic. And not, again, not all. But, you know, as I was going along and seeing these really, really, just really lovely creatures treating themselves so poorly, I realized somewhere along the line it was probably something, you know, to do with their lack of good, happy, healthy self-esteem. And so, it, you know, kind of just stuck in my craw for a very long time. I needed to write this book. And the book came out. It's been out for about three and a half months now. It's called The Self-Esteem Regime. It is an action plan for becoming the confident person that you were meant to be. And, you know, a lot of this sounds like fluff, but I guarantee you it's so much more than that. Um, you know, if your self-esteem isn't intact, you know, you're not feeling pretty good about yourself by the time your feet hit the ground in the morning. Uh, you know, you're not going to have a good relationship with yourself, with your coworkers, with your family, with your spouses, with your boyfriend or whatever it is. You know, the relate your relationships are going to take a hit. And I, I really wanted uh, for women especially, and by the way, many men read this book and, and love it, but I really wanted women, I wanted to really kind of, you know, raise the bar for help them raise their bar um, and understand that they are uh, extraordinary, you know, kind of just the way they are and prove it to them and have them prove it to themselves by reading this book. Amazing. So through the journey of the book, they gain confidence and become a better version of themselves. Is that it? They do. They do. So the first, the first chapter starts out with release. 
So basically, Gavin, what it is, is, you know, what are the belief systems and what a lot of times do we need to unlearn? You know, we've been taught so many things, especially from our, our native tribes, our families, you know, we were given our, a lot of our uh, value system, you know, comes from, from them. Uh, this book, when you read it, is going to, you know, there are bite-sized chapters and it's a, it's a great, I call it more of a resource than a read. And, and, and you can go back, you know, and read this book a couple of different times, hopefully, during the course of your life. And every time you read the book, you'll get something different. But when you start out with releasing, you got to release the things that some of the things that you were taught that no longer serve you. And it's going to be hard sometimes to be able to move on or move forward or do things differently than they expect you to do. Um, and this is where kind of the rubber hits the road with a lot of people. It's going to take courage to say thank you, appreciate it. Uh, you know, I've got to live now my truth. I've got to live now what's real for me. I've got to live what, you know, what, what works in my world. I've got to level up the way I see fit. And that's going to, that's going to tweak some noses. That's going to get some people offended. It's going to trigger, uh, you know, friends and family as you grow and move forward. It doesn't mean you don't love them anymore. And it doesn't mean you'll never see them again. You're going to see them all the time. It's just that your, your uh, value systems, your uh, core beliefs are shifting, they're morphing and changing. And this is where you then will start to understand how uh, to live your life in your, you know, for your greater good. I've got four pillars of the self-esteem that I talk about. It's look good, feel good, be good, and greater good. So we all know, you know, we all know when we look in the mirror, we're looking pretty, we're looking pretty good. You know, I mean, that's subjective. It's different for everyone. But looking good is one of the, one of the major, I think, factors at least to get your, you know, your foot out the door. I'm looking pretty good. I'm feeling great because size nutrition really because it's again it's all connected we have to make sure we're taking care especially for solopreneurs and entrepreneurs like myself you know if i go down it all goes down you know what i mean so we really want to make sure that we are taking great care of ourselves the next one is be good so finances relationship leadership and business um, a lot of different things fall under being good but are you your education where who are you listening to uh, where are you getting your information from? So these kinds of things, and who, what are you buying into? So being good is what really works for you. What's what's making you a better person tomorrow than you are today? I think is probably the most. And then greater good, Gavin, is nothing more than volunteering, paying it forward, paying back, uh, you, know, uh, you know, working with 501c3s, charities, that sort of thing. And sometimes a greater good, you know, funnily enough, people say, oh, I have to do these broad stroke things. You know, no, you don't. Really, sometimes it's just, you know, holding the elevator door for somebody that's running desperately to, you know, get in the elevator or, you know, helping a woman down with, you know, the carriage with a ch ch child down the, you know, down the stairs. It's the littler things that I think we have gotten away from as far as the manners that we were taught as, as children. Um, do, do the kids today still get up on public transportation for the elderly and pregnant women? You know, so we just want to be able to, you know, live our self-esteem uh, through those four pillars. And then again, these 12 chapters will help you get there again, again with, with work because some of it's not going to be easy. But um, you keep keep with it, you know, keep at it, because the light at the end of the tunnel is so, so bright. Love that. Um, I've got a question, which I kind of think Semi is answered, which is basically people put their values or belief systems unintentionally upon us. 
And you said that we need to, my question is going to be, how do you remove that? You right. then said that basically you go through, a pro so what's the process to removing these beliefs that have been uh, unintentionally installed upon you? Catching yourself, knowing where you want to be and who you want to be. And then I still, you know, I have what I call the daily demons. Uh, the book, it consists of, we've got case studies and affirmations. We've got exercises. We've got a Clarissa's Corner. We've got a clarion call. There are all kinds of things in here that are really great tools and resources. But one of the things is, you know, who do you want to be? Who do you see yourself being? How do you want to stand up and stand out? And standing up is one of the most, you know, I think one of the most important things because it's it's so easy to fall back into the tribe. You know, somebody stated, people are standing around gossiping about somebody. Are you are you standing there gossiping too? Are you buying into that, or are you you saying sorry? I, you know, uh, excuse me, I I'm going, you know, whatever whatever you say, but you're not partaking, you're not participating. That is, you know, catching yourself and making sure that you are unlearning what you know what it is that you thought might have been okay up until that, but then because it because the because you were um you know were, were living in a clique or you know um um hanging out with people that you know were not living in integrity integrity and honesty i think are two of the most important things and you're going to catch yourself you know you when you start doing the work when you start really wanting to make major changes when you want to start living in you know happy healthy self esteem you are going to make the changes you're going to make the lists of what it is you know that you need to change what do you need to unlearn and how you're going to be able to start i do it frequently i mean because <clears throat> excuse me people say do you ever really get to be like a 100% self you never get 100% self esteem Life ebbs and flows. Triggers will happen all the time. You are human. But the best part about all of this is that, you know, you, um, you get to be, you get to write out a new blueprint. And that's what the book will help you do. So I hope that that answered your question. But the most important thing is when those daily demons do come along, you've got to be able to say, sorry, not today. We've done this before. You know, don't waste your time coming back. Uh, that's that's not who I am anymore. And the more you make, you know, you do that, I do this motion so that you kind of get a visual of it. But you know, the more you 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 push away the old you and make room for the new you and the changes you want to see in yourself and your life, the easier it gets. You know, catching yourself in the beginning is it's 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 kind of a fun process actually. It's like, wow, did I just, I didn't mean to say that. Sorry, I didn't mean to say, and then you, you, you might even want to apologize. That's not really what I meant to say. What I meant to say was, you know, because the old you would have said it in a different way that might have not been understood. Anyway, we can go down this rabbit hole all the, all morning, but yeah, this is, um, this is the easiest way is just being really vi vigilant of your thoughts and, and your words. Words are some of the most important uh, the most important things that you, you know, portray with others and back to yourself. Because you have to remember that your subconscious is always listening to you. So be careful what you tell it. It's a difficult one, though, because the ego wants to overrule the uh, quiet, shall we say, and create yes, those humans, you know? I yeah, and that's why I say, you know, this isn't going to be an easy, this is an easy read. It's not, the work is going to be, 
you know, I mean, if it was a play, we'd be calling it play. It's not play. I think you're going to be really happy with the outcome. I think you're going to be happy with the kind of new you. You know, <coughs> I call it standing in your stead. When you're reading the book, and you'll see as you as you go through it, but you stand in your stead. That means that you stay very firm in your roots. Uh, the roots that, you know, no matter what happens, no matter what hurricane comes through your life, no matter what triggers are going to happen, you know, as I said before, um, you know, life will ebb and flow. And you have to have those tools and resources in place and pretty strong to be able to you know weather that storm and this is why self-esteem is so important what do you need to unlearn um, um, for me you know this book is really it's a manual it's a mission and a movement because I want to be able to see you know people all over the world up leveling because once we you know we all start to to rise and live our greater goods, be our better selves, you know, this world is going to, you know, hopefully be a much better place to be living in. We've been seeing the kind of difficulties after COVID, you know, these last two years of everybody being in lockdown and living in fear and living in on the, you know, all the uncertainties. Uh, there are so many, you know, people have gone through a lot of loss, Gavin. So the loss of hope, the loss of faith, the loss of life, the loss of family, the loss of friends, the loss of money, the loss of jobs, the loss of health, no matter what it is, um, you know, there's been a lot of loss. And this is a kind of book that I feel is really kind of a rah-rah session. It's one of those kind of books. And by the way, anything self-help right now, no matter what you read, I think is really would be, you know, time well spent. But you want to make, you know, be able to make sure that you are notwithstanding all the all the negativity that's be, we're being bombarded every day. Now it's the war in the Ukraine, right? So we're being bombarded every day with negativity and images on the TV and the news that are so, so horrible to watch. We've got to be able to make sure that we are pumping ourselves with good, happy, healthy, and I know it's difficult, and I, and I know it's difficult, but for us to be able to strong and stay strong, we want to be able to make sure that, um, you know, we are doing the work that we want to do, or that we need to do, in order to be our best selves. So, I think this is a really interesting question. <clears throat> As a mindset educator myself, it's really difficult to impose time on someone to do the work right so i often find that the best thing for me is clear my schedule three four hours yeah. put some music on whatever it is meditation and start you know doing the work but that's not such an attractive proposition for people that don't understand the benefit of mindset education right right, so, right exactly how do well, let me ask you this you know let me ask you this and let, let, let's ask you know the audience too how's it how's it working for you now how are things going are they really good are they really great are you feeling like you're you know you're your best self you're being super productive you're you know you're hitting all your goals you're crushing it you know your relationships are 100 percent your your health is a thousand percent like you're working out your butt you know, things always fall through the cracks because, as you say, there, you know, time is really of the essence. But, you know, you have to make sure that, you know, again, when you do the work in this book, you're going to, you know, you're going to have a nice blueprint as to the life that you want to live. And you will find the time. Listen, time is, you know, time is, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. And with that having been said, you know, I, I 
propose and I do it. I get up an hour earlier every day um, and I'm usually up by 4 35 o'clock. That's kind of how it rolls here in the desert and again I'm, I'm in bed earlier than you know I don't go to bed at midnight but I, I, I make sure that I have that extra hour in the day. Uh, if I can make an appointment for a Zoom call, if I can make an appointment to get my hair cut, if I can make an appointment to do my nails, if I can make an appointment to have drinks with the guys, in your case drinks with the guys, whatever that is, I don't go drinking with the guys. I'm just saying, um, but you know what I'm saying for, you know, uh, you want to make sure that you take, you know, the self-care, which is written about in the book, you need time for self-care. If you have got to make yourself a priority and that is a number one in this book. And it's a part of the second, I think it's part of the second chapter where we start to talk about rebuild. So we talk about release then we talk about rebuild every chapter starts with a reword so you've got to make sure you've got to you've got to impose it on yourself that that time right there is in your calendar that hour that day that half hour for every day of a week whatever it is you decide to do it won't take you that much longer than you know 15 minutes to read a chapter here and then if you can implement 15 minutes to do some of the work for the you know 15 minutes a day for the rest of that week great week two chapter two Read the chapter, give yourself 15 minutes a day to implement, you know, the work that's to do in that next chapter. Listen, Gavin, if you really want to do it, if you really want to make the changes, if you really want to be living, you know, your best self and your best life, it's going to take redirection. It's going to take a commitment. It's going to take courage. Um, and you can stay in the status quo. That's completely entirely up to, you know, it's whatever you want to do. But if you do want to be a better person, if you do want to be living a greater life, you will make the time for yourself. Yeah, I have um, <clears throat> I've implemented in my own uh, schedule diary self-care Sundays. Oh, yeah. And what do you do? Let me ask you a question. What do you do? What does self-care mean for you? It means Sleeping I mean in. Yeah, if I need to sleep in, I sleep in. If I uh, need to shave or, you know, manicure or whatever it is, then go do that. Um, if I need nice to walk. out in nature, exactly. Right. Get out in nature. Um, just, you know, heal, basically. Take Absolutely. the wounds of the weak and rub salt on them. That's right. Yeah. There's a couple of other lessons that are in the book that I really love, and one of them is, you know, you never, you never want to be a prisoner of your past because it was just a lesson. It wasn't a life sentence. And I think a lot of people you will learn in the book about forgiveness, you know, the forgiveness of self, the forgiveness, you know, we do what we call, what you may know of as mirror work. The mirror work that, as I know, it was, was first uh, um, uh, introduced by Louise Hay and her work. It was also picked up by Jack Canfield, who is the co-writer of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Uh, and or Chicken Soup for the Soul, and then the series followed after. Uh, but they they do the mirror work, which is something that kind of looks silly. Gavin, I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. It's really one of those kind of things that you want nobody else to be at home when you're doing. Um, I, I jest, but it, it's it feels kind of weird at the beginning. And you're looking in the mirror and you're going, you know, I really really love you, and I forgive you for you know that silly mistake you made. And I know you know, you start like having this conversation with looking into oh, your eyes. I tell you, you go so deep into the soul, and it feels strange. And, it, and, it, and it's going to bring up, I'll tell you, it's one of the most, it is truly what I find to be one of the most life-changing exercises you will ever do. Because talking to yourself, um, uh, comforting yourself, loving yourself, saying the things to yourself that 
you know, others may not be saying that, you know, you would like to hear, you know, just say it to yourself. And the way you will start to perceive yourself will be so much different. So many of us are living in shame and guilt for some reason, whatever. It's, it's a lot of old stuff too, that really isn't ours. It was, it was foisted onto us. It was given to us. It was gifted to us, right? And again, back to the unlearning. What is it that I was taught? What is it that I was told? What is it that was you know, hammered into my head that I know isn't mine. It comes from, you know, old, old traditions. So again, the work that is to be done is, is so for some people, it's going to be vast. And, and you're going to get, you know, you're going to get all the guidance you need in these 12 chapters. The last chapter is reciprocal. And which is really one of the things that I absolutely had some of the hardest time with. And that is, I'm a giver, 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 and I'll care, take care, take, and I'll take care of everything and everybody. And I, but I was never able really to receive. And people would say, it's just really hard to give to you, Clarissa. It's really hard to give to you. You know, and I'd sit back and go, well, what do you mean? You know, I didn't understand that. So I really had to, I had to, you know, sort of give a little bit of a life balance and start to ask. Oh, that was a hard one. Because I don't ask anything of anyone. I'm so self-sufficient and so independent that it was it, that was a, an eye-opener for me and something that I had to learn and unlearn at the same time. I had to learn how to let people give to me and unlearn the fact that I needed to be so independent that I didn't need anyone else. Well, that doesn't make for a great relationship, right? So the reciprocal part of the, of the book is also very important. I find that it's really, really great. Um, it's a great lesson anyway. But people, I think, are always so also afraid of failing. Oh, what if, you know, if I'm going to fail and I failed? And it's a big failing thing, you know, the fear factor. There's a lot of fear involved in, in um, lack of self-esteem. When you start to feel, you know, really strong again in your stead, you, you don't have these questions or these quandaries as much as you once would. So one of the things that I really like to say is, well, that's okay. Failure is a part of life, right? You know this. We all fail, for God's sake. It's, you know, I tried, I got up, I tried, I got up, I tried, I fell, I got up. And it may take a couple of different times until you get it. But remember that fail is nothing more than an acronym for first attempt in learning. First attempt in learning. And I guarantee you that that, you know, Ford didn't come off with the perfect car off the assembly line the first time. And I guarantee you that, you know, uh, Einstein didn't come out with the perfect light bulb the first time. I mean, they, it took time. It takes time to perfect something. And it takes time for us to perfect ourselves. It's not, you know, the work that's going to be done in this book, some of it will hit home right away. It'll be like, wow, light bulb. See what I did there, light bulb. Uh, but the next, <laughs> the next, you know, the next chapter might take you a minute. You might need a little bit more time on that next chapter in order to make it real for you. So yeah, I love that. I really love the idea that you know, you know, there's no shame in failing. You don't have to feel guilty for you know not getting it right. And you don't have to feel guilt about you know not meeting everyone else's needs as well. I mean, we all do our best to try, uh, and it's lovely to want to be the best you in a relationship. But some people you're never going to be able to make, make happy. They just they they have to do that work themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's always the um, <clears throat> the old adage of you can't help someone that's not willing to help themselves, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. No matter how. Yeah. Yeah. Another one is, you know, and, and I've learned this just recently, and it was a hard lesson to learn. And that is that, you know, some people are in your life for a reason. Some people are there for a season and some people are there for a lifetime. The lifetimers are the ones that, you know, you, you can, you know, they're your rider, what we call our ride or die, which is the byline for Harley Davidson, right? This is like, you know, these are the people who are going to ride with me and die with me no matter what I do or where I go, right? Um, but the seasoned people, they come in and they're there for a bit, you know, they're, and, and they're, and then they're gone. But the, what was your life lesson? What was it you were supposed to know? What is it you're supposed to learn? And some people are there for a reason. Why are those people there? Why did that happen? And it might be just something as silly as somebody cut you off in traffic. They were there for a reason. How did you react to that? Who are you? Who are you to that, to the reaction that somebody cut you off or, you know, triggered you in some way your reaction to that is is who you truly are so those are the things that you know I take a look at also every day and I and I that's where I go oh, 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 cut myself you know that's not who I said I want to be that's not who I'm going to be I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna you know turn the air blue with a whole string of you know slurs and and curse words I'm just gonna it's just is what it is he was in a bigger hurry than I was that's all and let him go when you start to take, when you start to approach life in this way, in a much calmer way, knowing that, you know, life is not, it's not out to get you. Most people are not out to get you. Most people are just trying to get somewhere else and they just need, they, I think, you know, they, some of them need to slow down, but that's just, you know, my opinion. It, this is such a great topic. The, um, the timing of, friendship, relationship, or whatever, I kind of refer it as the train tracks, right? And the other person is way ahead on the train tracks than you, but they don't necessarily want to be separate from you, and you don't necessarily want to be separate from them. Um, is it not possible to bring those two motions into parallel? Well, it depends. Do you want to, do you want to slow up and wait? And are they going to do the work that they say they're going to do in order to catch up to you? Can you trust that? So that's, that to me is a difficult, that's, a, that's quite the quandary. It doesn't mean that you don't love them and they don't love you. And it does, it means that you're both on growth, different growth paths and you both have to decide if that's all right. And normally that in my experience is a setup for not failure because that is not a failed relationship it's a setup for a lesson and the lesson is again was I willing to stunt my growth in order to wait for that person to catch up and was that person that was going to catch up really going to want to do the hard work to be walking by my side and not 10 paces behind me uh, that's a tough one and it's a great question Gavin it really is but that's again one of life's quandaries right what are we willing to what are we willing to sacrifice about ourselves and I've just done this in a relationship so I know um, I, I I was I very much loved someone and 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 it was a phenomenal relationship in many ways but it was not fulfilling to me uh, emotionally it there was an emotional detachment and the words were there, all of the beautiful words and cards and flowers and thoughts and things and, you know, moved here from London and was living here. I mean, the relationship in some ways was going really well. 
but there was that pit of my stomach. There was that female, I call it female intuition, your gut, whatever you want to call it. I knew something wasn't right. It was off. Something just didn't feel right. And, and it, and it wasn't. And, and so for many different reasons that I won't, you know, uh, divulge here, it was very clear that the relationship at nine months, which was just December 18th, so the week before Christmas, had to dissolve. And it did, which is a very difficult time of the year, by the way, to be ending a relationship with someone that you're in love with. So I know this one and I can answer it firsthand. Um, I can love someone dearly for, and you, sometimes you have to love someone where they're at. How long will that last? And I still love him where he's at. I still love him. He's back in London. We haven't spoken in three months, <laughs> but um, I still love him where he's at. And if he's willing to grow, I, I wish him, you know, all the best. I try my best to help him with you know, my book dropped when he was living here, so he, and he has a copy, so I'm sure if he wants to make the changes that we've been talking about, Gavin, he will. Yeah, this is it doesn't, cool. always, it doesn't always work out, though. You can try as hard as you will, but it may not work out. Just be, be mindful that it may not. Right. Interesting, because <clears throat> I'd say you were kind of in that intermediary kind of period of time in a relationship right let's let's kind of like take it back a bit to like the first four weeks yes and we're, we're kind of going off topic here because we're now going into hard it's all right it's all about it's all about self-esteem and that was you know it's a great question the first four weeks was just off the charts madly in love four hours a day whether it was by phone whether it was by zoom whether he was here i mean we were absolutely you know crazy about one another and and it was lovely and then of course you live together and learn different things about one another um and i still loved him dearly i still love him very much but i know that it's not serving my greater good if i have if i don't trust you if i think you're lying to me if i find out that you were lying to me if you are, you know, if every time I ask you a question, you distance yourself, I know then that you're hiding something. You are not being truthful with me. You are lying to me. And that is something that I will, I cannot accept in my reality. I don't think anybody should accept someone lying to them. That is not living in happy, healthy self-esteem. It is not, it is not being truthful to yourself you are not living your true self because a lie is is betrayal and betrayal hurts if someone's hurting you it's not love i can still love him but if he's lying to me there's a reason why and it's something i won't accept so i don't know if that answered your question is it possible that in the first four weeks of a relationship not necessarily yours where there is separity in um, on the train tracks, let's say, where one is further ahead than the other. Is it worth the effort of, you know, trying or, as you say, yes. quit with the lying and move on? Yes. Well, you know, I didn't I didn't realize that, you know, there were things were off for a while. Um, you know, it took a minute for me to, you know, you got to kind of first of all, he's halfway around the world. So in the beginning, it was great uh, when, you know, the first few times he was here, it was fantastic. And we decided, you know, it's time to really take it to another level. And we were, you know, we started to live together. And that's when you really start to see the little things that fall through the cracks and the things you kind of scratch your head about and go, you know, that just doesn't make sense. So, you know, the answer is, you um, 
you you've got to spend some amount of time together to you know to understand more uh the first four weeks i think is the most idyllic stage of all uh but you know it's very difficult i think in these times especially covid these last two years getting out and meeting people is rather difficult even with the online things people weren't you know really willing to go out meet in a restaurant you couldn't go to restaurants everything was shut down or it started to open up and then it was masks and then some people were jabbing and other people weren't jabbing and so there was a more there was more division even there and I, what, what what i mean by that is you know people if you weren't getting the jab they didn't want to meet you well you didn't get your jab well never mind on that then you know Okay, so you know, not only were you, there's there, there's so much division, and who so if you're you know right or you know how do you vote? Well, there's a division, and do you have the jab? Well, there's a division, and do you have this and the other? There's a division. So sorry, <coughs> sorry, it's allergy <coughs> season here. <coughs> so sorry in the desert. Um, so there's a lot of reasons not to be together. When you find someone you completely jive with. I mean, you're on the same track, you know, there's a certain amount of intelligence, there's, you know, there's phenomenal education, you're laughing your butts off, you're, you're having a great time. It really, it really can take you. And there, there when, when, when in the beginning of a relationship, you see the things that you want to hang in there for, you definitely, you know, look, nothing's ideal. Like you've got to work. A relationship is work. Get, make no mistake. You know, most people that are in relationships that I know of want to get out. Most of the people that don't have a relationship want to get in. So we're never really happy, are we? Am I, you know, Gavin, you know, that's to be true. But, you know, if you can find someone that you can fall in love with and, and, you know, you fall in love for the right reasons, you know, there is so much that's in alignment and he's handsome and everything, all of the things are falling into place, you know, there are going to be things that are not so perfect that you're going to need to work on and come to compromise with. And, and then you have to understand, well, how much of myself am I giving up? How much compromising am I going to do? And if I'm the only one doing it, then is, you know, so you have to start to, you put, so you put weight and balances, right? You start to try to understand what really is and what isn't working. And, and at a certain point, it, you know, even right a week before Christmas, which again is really a difficult time of the year to be breaking up. I mean, the house was all decorated, everything, you know, we did it all together. And then it was just so clear, so clear that it just wasn't going to work. And even in the most difficult of times, you have to be ready to pay the piper and to make the decisions that are right for you. And if I had to spend Christmas alone, and if I had to spend New Year's alone, and I got nothing for Valentine's Day, and yesterday was the one our one year anniversary, uh, you know, you just keep plowing through. It wasn't right for me. I wasn't getting what I needed. And by the way, I wasn't asking for much. So you, that'll give you a better idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's not pick into uh, or dissect your relationship. Well, again, it's all about, you know, if I'm writing a book about self-esteem, I am the first one that has to walk the walk and talk the talk. And when I felt as though my self-esteem was being compromised, that's when I knew I, I had to make a very, very difficult decision. And as I said before, Gavin, I do walk the walk. I do talk the talk. I do live in integrity. I live in honesty, not only with you and with your listeners, but I live in honesty with myself. And I knew that if I had to walk the walk and talk the talk about what I'm talking about, I had to make one of the most, really, one of the most difficult and painful decisions of my life. So there. Well, 
I, I love the fact that you're open about it and you're courageous as well, because it takes a lot of courage to make those decisions. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. And this is why um, I, I, I'm a crusader. And as I told you before, for me, this is not, this is a manual, it's a mission and it's a movement. And when you can live in this kind of, not, this is not, this is not conceit. This is not narcissism. This is not, oh, look at how fabulous I am. This is, this is, this is how much I love myself. Therefore I can love you, you know, too. I can do from a place of, you know, looking good, feeling good, being good, great knowing you know that i'm firm again in my stead and that you know i i can weather this any storm it's a pretty powerful place to be you know we talk about self-esteem and people go, oh, it's just fluff well it's not i guarantee you that it's it that self-esteem is behind every decision you make every decision you make you tell me a decision you've made this morning and i can guarantee you that there was something something about you know either the work you do the way you dressed or the way you combed your hair whatever it was you know there's a decision that you made somewhere along the line that that is that is where you feel you know good about yourself or not so good about yourself yeah think about it. I, I i do believe in self-esteem and it's um the quality of your decisions will determine the quality of the outcomes, right? And um, when we talk about self-belief, it's also about confidence, right? So yeah. for instance, let's say bungee jumping. Are you, are you fearing the jump? Like, Are you on the edge shaking? Or do you literally just throw yourself off and scream with happiness, you know? Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that, that. Well, I've jumped out of a plane before, so I know the analogy. <laughs> I still have, I still have the broken veins on my knee to, to prove this, the jump, uh, because we, the guy and I, we both landed on my left knee. But uh, with that having been said, yes, absolutely right. That was a phenomenal analogy. I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, if you can do everything with that sort of confidence, yeah, then the results are going to be enormous, right? So. Yeah, it's kind of what I like to think about when I'm feeling fear, just throwing myself yeah. off that edge. Um, yeah, and you know, the other thing is that, you know, everybody deserves to be loved, right? You know, everybody deserves, let's say, to live in a peaceful home. Everybody, you know, deserves uh, to uh, be respected. Uh, you know, sometimes you're not going to respect yourself either. You know, you're going to, you know, you're going to say, oh, you know, I really screwed up. And, uh, yeah, but that's okay. It's, it's, it's still, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's loving yourself, even, you know, knowing that you are imperfect. Nobody, you know, it's just who we are. It's how we, it's how we roll as human beings, you know. Here's another one I'd love to leave you with, and this is something that I absolutely live by. And that is loyalty is when you have someone's back behind their back. Loyalty is when you have someone's uh, back behind their back. And and I tell you that if if you can live in that kind of integrity, if you walk up to that group I was talking to you about before and they're gossiping about somebody, you know, uh, it's up to you what you want to do. You can either say, hey, this is really not cool what you guys are doing, or you could just leave the group and not partake. One of the two. I don't, I, I don't want to make judgment calls here about what it is you do. But, you know... Um, that is a that is a really great you know a stance if you will it it it, show, it shows people your chops you know who are you and what are you really about what do you stand for what will you not uh, stand for 
You know, remember, don't be a doormat either because life is only going to give you what you put up with. Right? So are you going to put up with somebody in that group speaking, you know, poorly about someone that you know, like, and trust? Um, and, and that be okay with you? Are you going to partake and go, yeah, you know, she really what? Or are you just going to walk away? Like, where, who are you? Who are you really? <clears throat> Excuse me. And I love the other, the other uh, old adages, you know, who, who are you? You know, how do you act and react when no one's looking, when no one else is in the room? That's your true self. Yes, very powerful. Very powerful indeed. Um, do you just want to read off the chapter titles for the audience of your book? Sure. Absolutely. I could do that. So the first one, as I said before, is rebuild. Oh, sorry. First one is release. The second one is rebuild. Then we have responsibility. What are you? What are or taking responsibility for? What are you not taking responsibility for that you need to be? Replace, reaffirm, reinvent, reinforce, repeat, rebound. That was that's a big one. Redirect, respect, and reciprocal. These there's enough in this book that I promise you that at the end of the at the end of the book, you are going to be living life in a much bigger, better, bolder. Uh, a brighter way. Would you consider or like to read a paragraph for the listeners? Yeah, sure. Of which chapter? Uh, you said it was a big one, so let's go with rebound. Okay, rebound. Oh, gosh, what chapter was it? Hold on one second. Let me get there. Let me get there. Let me get there. Rebound. All right, so I'll give you, um, let's see, rebound. Okay, the seven keys to rebounding. The most resilient people, like Dee Dee Wong, and she was our, you know, she's a lovely lady that uh, is the art chapter uh, case study, understand and implement the seven ways of rebounding. One, and I won't read because it's seven ways and each one is a, a paragraph, but one is acknowledge the problem, whatever that problem may be. Seek industry counsel. So you might be able to go, look, you know, talk to a friend. It's not industry, but coach a former colleague. You might want to talk to a friend, whomever it is. You're going to look, you know, go and talk to somebody. Get, you know, their feedback on that. Confide in someone you trust. So some other people, you know, that might be closer to your inner circle. Uh, identify the root cause. So, one, okay, once you come to terms with your dilemma, you want, to, uh, you want to take a good hard look in the mirror and assess what went wrong. The idea is to distinguish whether you were not at fault because it was beyond your control or B, you may have had at least a partial role in what went awry, or C, a combination of both A and B. So again, these are the deeper dives that you're going to take into every situation and, and how it pertains to your life in the moment. You will learn a relevant lesson. So again, I could read the whole chapter, but don't want to take up too much time. Uh, this Number six is the reason, take a reasonable amount of time off. And again, you know, reasonable, what is that? For me, it might be an hour, a walk around the block just to be able to process something like you do on Sundays. You know, you take self-care time, but a lot of times, you know, if I'm out for my, my walk uh, and it's my workout time, I'm telling you that is some of the most contemplative time I, I know is when I'm out walking, I can, I can go off into a million, you know, I can be walking and not even know how I got to my destination because this is the best time that I know to be able to get out and you know, it's like taking the time off. Same thing happens to me on a plane. It's like when I'm up in the air and I'm flying to Europe or wherever I'm going, it's like a no time zone for me. 
And somehow it becomes a really interesting moment of, again, reflection and contemplation, whether I'm reading a book or watching a movie or just doing something that I normally wouldn't be doing because I'm usually always working. Uh, another one is uh, the seven, number seven is rebound. This is where many people tend to get stuck. Things start to derail in your mind when you set your expectations for getting back on track when you set them too high. Let's go back to the basketball rebound. So, okay, that was something that we talked about earlier in this chapter. Some of the affirmations, for example, um, I love the affirmations because we have new affirmations at the end of every chapter. The affirmations here very quickly are, I will never falter. And that is, uh, the universe is preparing me for my greatest comeback. And again, this is rebound. So it depends. Is a rebound from a work situation? You were fired. Uh, a relationship that ended. Whatever whatever the re you're rebounding from. Something that really took you a minute to get over, right? The universe is preparing for me for my greatest uh, comeback. I will find a solution to any obstacle that stands in my way. In a negative situation, I will always find a positive way out. As always, I will stay committed to my self-care. And we're big on self-care here. Uh, I will commit to getting at least seven hours of restorative sleep. I do eight. No person, situation, or thing will hinder my positive outcome. The boundaries I set for myself are clear, concise, and understood by all. I will remain productive in setting and achieving my goals on a daily basis, and I will never falter in accomplishing my tasks in a timely manner. Then we have a review, there's homework, there's all kinds of things. But... You know, these are chapters that oh, they, they are all, they live, uh, each chapter lives as its own entity, really. Yes, they work, you know, they work in, in in succession with one another, but you could pick up this book and read just that one chapter, which is, by the way, in the middle of the book, and it's still relevant. So, again, the work that you're going to be doing is, it's work. You know, don't, make no mistake that this is some fluffy book, because it's, it's, a, it's a book where it is, again, it's an action plan. You're going to create your blueprint. Uh, where is it that you want to be? Who is it that you want to be? Um, where, you know, again, all the, the work that's in this book is going to make you, again, the bigger, better, brighter, bolder person. Amazing. Amazing. Well, um, we are going to be doing a contest prize draw for okay. our listeners. Um, so if you want to get a free copy of uh, Clarissa's book, make sure to uh, stay in touch with us on social media. And when the post comes to get the prize draw, make sure you enter. Um, we can't wait to include your book in that, Clarissa. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's going to be really exciting for one winner. Um, there's going to be a whole lot of different books from across the first series of the Stay Outstanding podcast. Um, thank you so much for your time and for sharing with us, Clarissa. It's been so insightful. You're so welcome. Thank you so much, Gavin. Really appreciate being with you. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the content and got any value, please do like it rate it, follow, subscribe, and leave a comment. You'll find us across all the social media channels, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. All the links are in the show notes. It's been my privilege to host you today. I'm Gavin Scott. Until next time, stay outstanding.